Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Thursday morning. LNK Today with Jack and Friends. 68 degrees on this July 21st, 2022. I'm Jack Mitchell. Uh, Mark Van on the Catalina Newsroom, who you heard from. Johnny Cadillac behind the board today. We'll have Caleb Henry back tomorrow for Request Line Friday. Got a good show for you today. It's Ticket Thursday, and that's Steak Today at 710. I'm going to give you uh, two tickets, give someone at least two tickets to Ron White at the Orpheum Theater uh, in Omaha this weekend, Saturday night. Uh, we're just going to put your name on the VIP will call list, you and a, uh, a guest. And so if you would like to win those, be listening at 710 today. We're going to play a little What is LNK Today with Jack and Friends Thinking Of. It's our version of 20 questions. We always have a good time uh, listening to you guys try and narrow down the clues to figure out what we are thinking of. So that's coming up, like I said, at 710 a little bit later in the show today. We'll have the Girl Lincoln team. Robin and Dave will be in studio with us talking about uh, new restaurants, retail businesses, uh, things opening, closing, moving, and beyond. So we'll look forward to talking to them at 810 and at 835 today. Voice of the Big Red, Greg Sharp. He's been talking to the assistant coaches. Uh, for Nebraska football on his show and kind of getting a um, kind of a position by position breakdown with all of the different position groups. So look forward to talking to him as well. We're going to start this morning with the latest on the investigation into what happened at Branch Stoke a couple of nights ago. Mark, as I understand it, there is still no one who has been uh, put in custody regarding regarding this shooting. Um, I think they're still trying to develop the actual suspect. And, still, and, still looking for that. Okay. Yeah, at least we haven't heard any updates. Uh, they still had not identified a suspect. Uh, but the, the interesting part of uh, Sheriff Wagner's news conference yesterday was his statement that the suspect appeared to know where he was going. Right. Um, from from what I understand, and, and direct me if I'm incorrect here, but there there was a uh, people essentially hanging out, partying on a on a boat. Uh, the the suspect they, they were kind of in a cabin. It's kind of a cabin. I guess you'd call it a cabin cruiser. They uh-huh. call it a cutty cabin. Oh, okay, but on the water. On the water. Uh, and and yet, yeah, like you said, this uh, this suspect, the person that they're looking for, apparently uh, knew who they were going after. People were, as you could imagine, when gunshots shots start ringing out, people were jumping out of the boat trying to um, avoid what was going on and having themselves be shot. And it it didn't look like any of them were subsequently targeted. Um, from what the investigation has shown so far, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so that uh, anything I missed, that's that, and we that, know who the victim is. You we you, know you mentioned ben- that forty two year old Benjamin Case. Uh, I did search through some social media, didn't find anything. Um, so I wasn't able to find a lot of yeah. Information. I, I, I did the same thing uh, yesterday when when they announced it and didn't find a lot either there uh, um, as well. So. Yeah, it, it's just one of those straight 11.30, 11.24 at night, uh, a party on a lake, on a boat, in a boat, on a lake, and somebody just stops at the marina, walks out, walks right to the boat. When he steps on, they, they of course, can feel the fact that somebody got on the boat, opened the door to see who it was, and and uh, shot, but, shot twice. Was it on a, was it 
docked or something? It, 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 it was, was right on a dock. Okay. It, it was uh, in, as I understand, it was in what they call a slip. That's where the boat is is kept. Understood. And uh, tied up. Okay. And, but they were hanging out on it. Um, I, and here's the thing, Mark. Um, I mean, the only way you've got of identifying who this was exactly is. You know, it's 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 dark at that point. It's the description that those people on the boat are able to give of this this person, and that's about all you have to work on. I would assume right. it's and not it, like there's camera footage probably out there or well, it, or anything I, like I, that. I'm not sure if the marina had uh, security cameras or not, but you, you know that seems a little unlikely. Uh, as far as as if you can just kind of from what the sheriff said. They were inside the cabin of the boat, and and Mr. Case opened the door when he heard somebody and was shot, and and so they may not have even seen the suspect, right? The, the other four, and who knows if the suspect was um, concealing concealing right. the, their identity, wearing a mask or wearing something like that, Correct. and if that's the case and with all the chaos that's going on because once shots fired it sounds like people were as most of us probably would were were bolting out of there yep uh, however they I, you know, I don't know if well, there's another door or how it worked well, but no, i heard they jumped into the water uh according to what the sheriff said is on these cabin on these boats there's hatches in the front and they went out through the hatch and into the water. Okay. They did not go out through the door. Oh, I see what you mean. All right. Um, but if that were the case, like I said, depending they, on... They probably never saw. Depending they, on what... Yeah, what if, if this, yeah, if they saw A and B, a suspect was wearing something that concealed their identity, all you're going to be able to get is, is you know, maybe a sort of like a height and build, yeah, uh, essentially, maybe a, maybe a race... Um, but beyond that, it's there's there's not going to be a whole lot of information. So the investigation has to be kind of deeper than that, and and probably talking to people about who might want to do something like this, essentially. Right, and 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 you go through and and you check out a lot of the other uh, connections uh, right. to other members of this group or to Mr. Case. Is there is is there? I know I I've, I've heard a couple of things. Has there been anything said by the authorities, Mark, the, that you're aware of that connects this to um, the, the other shoot, the other shooting that happened in Lincoln? Not officially. Okay. No. Okay. I, you know, you hear some things, but I don't want to uh, report on that if that's that's not actually the case. But uh, we've we've we'll heard see. those same things here in the newsroom. Have you? But okay. uh, have not been able to. Uh, and and it's an ongoing investigation, so law enforcement's not going to give you a lot of details. No, about. right? Oh yeah, especially oh. when you've got the suspects still at loose yes. or uh, at, at large at this point. Right. So and uh, suspects of both shootings. The suspects of both of them. Yeah. yeah. Still at My large. My goodness. <sighs> okay. All right. Yep. Well, that is uh, that's the latest. There uh, probably going to learn uh, at least something more today. Uh, when at, the, at least be, an update on on the, prog- the, the progress. Yeah, the press conference out at the actual like at the marina right yep. yesterday, didn't they? Correct. Um. All right. So we've got that going on. Uh, I thought I thought on a completely completely different note here, and and Mark might have some interesting input on this, but I saw uh, Brian Health uh, announced the completion of their giant renovation project 47 million dollars that's been going on for three plus years um <laughs> 70 contractors 1.8 million work hours uh that that they put in to get this thing done and yeah. i mean you know it, it's funny because the first house 
that uh, we moved into when we when we moved to Lincoln was on South 51st Street. So, um, and I, I I walked from there to Holmes Elementary, which is where sure. I went for my first few years. And so I would walk by, you know, like by the William Jennings Bryan House mm-hmm. and right. and right by by Bryan. And we lived there from like 1986 to uh, 19. 89 or 1990 i believe and even <laughs> i remember growing up in that situation i i i always felt like that place is always it's always expanding there's always yeah. a construction <laughs> project going on little did i have any idea just how much bigger that entire campus would oh, be yeah. now it feels like it it feels like that and the state capitol are uh, are always have some kind of construction going on and i think it's a i mean it's a great thing to have a, a Huge up to date medical center right here in uh, in the capital city among and in others. In such a key location, in such a key kind of central Lincoln location. But when I drive by it, I sometimes I sometimes remember walking to Holmes Elementary, and there used to be a lot of houses <laughs> in in that in that area that I walked by. There are no longer houses that are now part of the uh, Brian well, East campus. The first house that we lived in when uh, we got to Lincoln was one of Brian's rental houses at 5123 A Street. Okay. And that is now the green grass outside the surgery center. Okay. So You live right on A Street, huh? No kidding. I didn't know that. I always wonder about, yeah, I always wonder about some of those houses on, I mean, any any more... uh, a, a street that's a bit more major street, you know, backing out of the driveway and those places oh, it was all a the time. And yeah. like, I'll go down north. People live along Normal, or or people live along A Street, and I'm like, oh man, that's got to be a pain to back out of there. I can't imagine what it's been like on 48th though with its, 48th right with now with the constructions and the uh, utilities that are being done in there and lanes about the size of a postage and just stamp. how loud it is with yeah. with the traffic that's yeah. that's going through those areas I, you know the the, the the crews that i've really have to admire uh, on 48th street there and sumner which is the south side of Bryan, i believe yeah yes uh, and and that's where the ambulance entrance is on the south side of the hospital can you imagine coming south on 48th Street in that construction area? Oh my goodness, with an that's right. And trying to get into the ER. That's a uh, I, some of those cones are so narrow that I'm I'm afraid in my in my Highlander I'm going to clip those cones with my uh with with my rearview mirrors yeah. on the side. Yeah. I wonder if they're taking almost alternate routes if they can. They probably probably, have probably to. Yeah. are at this point. But yeah, so this but this is um uh pretty significant as i understand more operating rooms more patient rooms pre and post surgery right. those sorts of things uh consult rooms uh, an extra imaging mri uh right across from the uh, emergency department so good that that gives them two on that campus and and uh don sheets has been deeply involved in in all of that construction and and it's a it's a big challenge to work on a, a to to do this type of construction in a, a facility that's you know, up and going, and especially when you consider through COVID, <laughs> went through COVID. During yeah, right in the middle, right in the middle. Yeah. It probably added a little bit of time to the whole thing, but a long way of long way of saying, um, you know, don't. I don't at least I'm tell you what to do, but I don't take for granted that we've got um, good good healthcare facilities in this city. And we talk about quality of life, and we talk about those sorts of things, and and. Having these these healthcare facilities that are 
that are upgrading, that are getting better suited to the community, whether it's either the Bryan campuses, CHI, what they do at those hospitals. We've got, um, you know, we're, there's there are communities that don't have those yeah. things um, functioning as well in, in terms of capacity, in terms of quality, in terms of those sorts of things. And so. the support that uh, goes out to outstate hospitals, especially smaller hospitals through telemedicine and, and, and uh, cooperative agreements with these uh, smaller communities, Lincoln has really become a, a regional medical center. It would be interesting for me to hear, um, it might be a good interview sometime, to hear post-COVID how telemedicine is is being used more frequently or differently um, than it was before. You know, for instance, like I know um, with, with our insurance plan here at work, there's a, a service that goes along with our insurance that we have covered. There's like a $15 copay, but you can go to, you can go sign up online for a, for an appointment. It's with a a national, it's with a national group, but, but you can do that at some point. And I, I took advantage of that a couple of times. I was like, Oh, this is kind of, this is kind of nice for, for certain things. I just wonder how much more frequently that's utilized than it would have been when this project started, for instance. Good question. Yeah. So, All right. Uh, anything else, Mark, yeah, that I missed actually, in the headlines? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, there was an interesting article that dropped on Nebraska Examiner at 545. Oh, yeah? Aaron Sanderford uh, goes deep into the fundraising in the first district congressional race and, and the fundraising. And he goes back and compares the amount of money that the Fortenberry campaign spent against Mike Flood. And then, uh, you know, because he, he challenged Fortenberry initially before Fortenberry resigned. And it's just an interesting look at that. And then he can also takes a look at the financials in the second district uh, with between Don Bacon and Tony Vargas. Mm-hmm. So uh, it goes way in, way in deeper than we can talk about it. But it's an interesting article. All right. Uh, we'll get into uh, some of that and a whole lot more. I've got sports coming up. Got your sound off as well. Don't forget, we're going to give away Ron White tickets in Omaha this weekend. If you want to go see some uh, blue collar comedy, you can uh, do that. If you can figure out what we're thinking of with what is LNK Today with Jack and Friends thinking of. Stick around. More coming up at 624 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, a quick note. Tomorrow is Request Line Friday. 
You have no bounds on your choices other than us being able to play it on the radio and not doing too many novelty songs. So it's whatever you want to hear tomorrow. Uh, Caleb will be back. He's uh, j- I just saw on Twitter he's just boarded the bus, uh, the Windstar bus that does not have Mark Vale behind the wheel, but uh, is boarding the bus to come back to Lincoln. And so uh, he's going to join us tomorrow, and he'll be with us at the beginning of the week, and then he gets married next week. And so <laughs> it'll be uh, it's a big, big couple of weeks, but we'll hear a little bit about the trip, play some music tomorrow, have a good time, get you ready for the weekend in the capital city. Also, don't forget, half hour away from your chance to win Ron White tickets. He is doing a show at the Orpheum on Saturday night. I've got a pair of tickets. Those will be up for grabs on Ticket Thursday. We will do a little What is LNK Today with Jack and friends thinking of and it's our version of 20 questions and your chance to win a little something to do this weekend go see ron white famous from the blue collar comedy tour when he used to tour around the country with people like larry the cable guy and jeff foxworthy so cable guy if you're listening today you want to put in a a plug for uh, ron white what kind of show he does uh you got my number so go ahead and do that uh all right i don't even know if he's in lincoln right now he may not be he's probably got uh he's probably got something he's filming uh all right let's jump in to our sound off today uh it's just take just a moment here for me um got a lot of a lot of news that i do want to get to of course got january 6 hearing that's coming up tonight another one of these prime time deals and uh, i'm sure we'll have basically the same reaction from uh from everybody who they've all reacted to the first few on this thing but uh what else do we have going on beyond that uh let's start with this uh ukraine's first lady was in washington dc this week and actually addressed congress yesterday so let's hear a little bit more about what she had to say there ukraine's first lady olena Zelenska spoke in person at the capitol to congress describing scenes of russian bombardments children uh, for the next one and a half hours were crying in the car until they died Zelenska has met senior officials here in a visit intended to bolster military support. You help us and your help, help is very strong. While Russia kills, America saves. But she says Ukraine needs more air defense systems. The U.S. has sent about $8 billion in military aid to Ukraine since February. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Yeah, and I don't even know. I don't have the answer to this, but I don't know how much. I mean, I imagine she's not spending a lot of time uh, with uh, with her husband these days. But going on a uh, kind of a goodwill, goodwill trip here. For Ukraine uh, in talking to Congress is uh, is pretty significant here with this thing. By the way, she is a she's an architect and screenwriter, uh, and and Zelensky himself was as as you probably know, uh, he was an actor, a comedian essentially as well, um, and um, she's got a pretty interesting background uh, on her on her. Uh, career and the things that she's been through and done as well so uh yeah we'll we'll continue continue to see what happens in this thing goes on and on and on and uh i say that and it's only it's been four months but it feels like it's been four years of this whole thing and of course even more than that if you're in the middle of it in that zone uh meanwhile this is so this is interesting so an an organization went in this was not the u.s military an organization went in and has uh, rescued, uh, they've, they've done this before, but this week, once again, they've rescued some Americans that were evidently taken captive in Ukraine by 
Russian forces this is a fascinating story. Take a listen. Carrillo Alexandrov of Detroit and Terry Gately, a missionary from Texas, were rescued by the Tampa-based Project Dynamo. Alexandrov spent 37 days in Russian captivity after being arrested and charged with spying. Project Dynamo's Brian Stern says he wasn't released by the Russians. We stole him. We took him uh, using guile and some ruse and some tactics. Terry Gately had been held by the Russians for eight days. His crime having an American passport in a war zone. Brian Stern says Project Dynamo has rescued some 800 people from Ukraine. Jack Callahan, Fox News. So the, Dynamo is is um, a basic, I mean, it, it's an interesting organization here. It's uh, it's It's got a lot of veterans who are working. It's an umbrella term encompassing two operations, what they call Digital Dunkirk and Dynamo 2. They'll be running with uh, civilians with no current ties to the U.S. government attempting to save Americans and Afghan allies who are fearing for their lives. Um, it was in Afghanistan and now in Ukraine as well. And so they've they've done a lot of these little the, the little is not the word I meant to say there. These significant missions here where they've gone in to rescue Americans and, and they did that in this case. And they'll be um, I, w- I was reading a little bit about how uh, you, you're going to have this uh, kind of this this hometown welcome that's coming into in Tampa for uh, the 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 leader and the the rescue party that went in there and and did this so fascinating story there you might want to look up a little bit more about that uh, back in Washington D.C. the House has passed as we talked about the last couple of days defensive marriage bill uh, now to the Senate at some point when we don't know the timing seems to be on almost as much of a question about this as is the vote count but eventually it sounds like it is going to go to the Senate for a vote. The day after 47 Republicans in the House joined all Democrats on the Respect for Marriage Act, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is signaling a quick vote in that chamber. This legislation is so important. I was really impressed by how much bipartisan support it got in the House. Passage in the 50-50 divided Senate would require at least 10 Republican votes. The bill would repeal the Defense of Marriage Act and codify Supreme Court opinions ensuring same-sex and interracial marriage protections. Democrats pushed for the federal law in the aftermath of last month's Supreme Court abortion opinion overturning Roe v. Wade. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Just kind of reading the tea leaves on this thing, it... I think it looks like they are going to be able to get 10 Republicans uh, at least to to pass this thing. Now, you don't you don't have 10 defined Republicans now that are going to be a yes on this. But uh, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman, Tom Tillis have already indicated that they are yeses. So you would need six more in addition to them. You do have eight members of the Senate who have said they will be no votes. So that's Bill Cassidy, John Cornyn, Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham. Josh Hawley, Jim Inhofe, Rubio, and Roger Wicker. Nothing yet from uh, the Nebraska contingent there from Fisher or Sass, but some of the ones that um, have said things but have not really committed to this have kind of given you the sense that there's a thought that there will be enough um, enough votes here at this thing. Um, we'll, we'll see uh, a little bit of that. Like John Thune from, from South Dakota, um, he said, he said, he told CNN he's going to take a hard look at the bill, even though he's previously opposed same-sex marriage. He said he expects the legislation will have similarly strong GOP support in the Senate as received in the House. Um, 
And so it, it, it sounds like the thought is among Republicans that they're probably going to get the votes, but you don't know until that, that vote is actually taken. We'll be interesting to see how Nebraska's contingent comes out on this. Meanwhile, another uh, bill that is getting a lot of attention right now called the Electoral Counting Act that would clarify who's got what role when you are counting the votes, counting the electoral votes in presidential elections. The proposal would update the 1887 Electoral Count Act and affirmatively state the vice president's role in counting the electoral college is solely ministerial, without the sole power to accept or reject slates of electors. Republicans and Democrats began discussing modernizing that federal law in the aftermath of the 2020 election and calls for then-Vice President Mike Pence to reject Biden electors on January 6th. The proposal also raises the threshold for lawmakers to object to a state's electors. Currently, a single member of the House joined by a single senator can raise an objection. This legislation would require at least one-fifth of the House and Senate to agree. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. So this has been something they've been negotiating for a long time. Um, bipartisan group of negotiators on this. Susan Collins uh, of Maine and Joe Manchin of, of West Virginia. Interestingly enough, a couple of the couple of the senators who get critiqued most by their own party, but there have been additional six Democrats and eight Republicans who is doing this. So they, they split it up, as was mentioned there, into two bills. There's modernizing that 1887 law um, and clarifying that the vice presidential does not have an actual role other than ceremonial in this whole thing. Um, and, and, and then... Oh, and by the way, another part of this, if neither candidate concedes within five days of Election Day, uh, uh, both candidates can receive access to federal transition resources until it's substantially certain who will win the majority of electoral votes, uh, according to this. Ultimately, one candidate will be eligible when there's a clear winner of the election. So it's basically sort of building out and more clarifying the scenario when you've got a contested election result, which... Frankly, it feels like we're going to have a lot more of going down here, this whole thing. And then the other part of it is, is, and, and I know he went over this a little bit, but, uh, you just, you've got to have more House and Senate members now to raise an objection than you did. Just one and one was what it took right now. Um, and you're going to need more than that here at this point. So. We'll see uh, some bipartisan support, uh, as as uh, has been the case with a lot of the other bills. The question is going to be, what does it do in the Senate? Do they get the 60 votes in the Senate to pass this? I would think you'll probably get it in the House, but we will see. Um, uh, the Steve Bannon trial is, is uh, going on as well, and... It's going quickly, guys. This is not going to be this is not going to be a Brad Pitt or excuse me, not Brad Pitt, but a Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial where it's going on for weeks and weeks after two witnesses. The prosecution rested its case. I mean, it's not a real complicated case. Prosecutors called just two witnesses to testify against Bannon. One was Kristen Ammerling, the House January 6th committee's deputy staff director. She testified Bannon disregarded deadlines to respond to a September 2021 subpoena. The other witness, an FBI special agent who investigated the circumstances of Bannon's defiance of the subpoena. Coming up, Bannon's defense teams expected to try to convince the jury the trial's politically motivated. Bannon did offer this month to testify to the committee at a public hearing. That offer came shortly before his contempt trial began. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. You know, it seems like a lot of the things that we've been talking about in the news that have related to ongoing court actions 
uh, have been complex and and I've tried to to break them down some of them as best as I can. This one is particularly complex, guys. It's not, I mean, it's not not too often you're just caught to it. Now the question is the interesting thing is um, will Bannon take the stand in the like. If I were his lawyer, I would be. I would strongly, strongly discourage that idea. But he's he's got a little showmanship in him, and you know he's doing these press conferences outside the courtroom after all of these, and he's asked saying, "Where's Benny Thompson?" He wants Benny Thompson to be there, but and raising questions about whether Benny Thompson actually has COVID or doesn't have COVID. Um, <laughs> yesterday he tried to do it. I don't know if you guys saw this. He tried to do it, and somebody whistled through the entire thing in the most annoying way making it somewhat difficult to hear ban and ban's got a pretty loud voice you could still hear him but we had a serial whistle i don't know if it's a guy who goes to the vanderbilt baseball games and does that constantly or not but that was that was quite a sight to see uh in uvalde they're going to make a decision this weekend on their police chief and I don't know. I think it's going to be hard to see how they keep him around. The Uvalde School Board will consider firing Chief Pete Arredondo at a special meeting Saturday as it takes up the Uvalde School Superintendent's reported recommendation following the botched police response to the deadly school shooting in May that left two teachers and 19 students dead. The district has previously resisted calls to fire Arredondo, who's been on leave since late June. The move to potentially fire the chief follows the release of a damning 80-page report by Texas House Committee that blamed all levels of law enforcement for a slow and chaotic response despite nearly 400 officers being on scene. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Um, there, there continues to be more. Now there's like body cam footage coming out, other uh, camera besides kind of that wide angle from the end of the hall that you've seen. And one I saw yesterday was where one of the officers, who I understand uh, his spouse was working there, was trying to go in looked like more of a police officer, didn't have the tactical gear type stuff, but was about to go in, trying to go in, and basically got held back by by everybody else. And so that was, um, that was some, again, some crazy footage to watch there as well. Uh, a couple other things I want to get to before our break. We're going to talk to the Capital Humane Society right after that. Um, I, I don't know if this means prices are going down home-wise or not, but... The buying is certainly going down right now with the economy is as it is and interest rates more. We'll get more on that. Across the U.S., existing home sales declined for the fifth straight month, down 5.4% from May and over 14% from a year ago. Mortgage applications have decreased to their lowest level since 2000. Applications declined for the third week in a row with rising mortgage rates and inflation rates crushing home buyers. A current 30-year mortgage sits around 5.5%, around two points above where it was a year ago. Meanwhile, while housing prices also continue to climb. The new median price for an existing home is $416,000, the new record. And that combo of rising interest rates and rising home prices, keeping the American dream of owning a home just out of reach. Madison Allworth, Fox News. I I legit feel for for people who are in that position now where they're they're looking for a home and and maybe moving on and and growing a family or whatever situation that they're in and just looking at it and you kind of thought there was a point in life you were going to get to that you're going to do that you thought about it you planned for it and you look at interest rates you look at the prices right now you look at the supply right now and what's available and just how quick you've got to be on some of these things and it's a realization for a lot of people that it's just not in the cards right now um, and hopefully that's something that significantly turns around with housing supply, with the economy changing, 
Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what the how long it's going to take for these interest rates to go back down, but that's a big factor in this whole thing as well. Uh, last but not least, well, you know, the heat isn't terrible right now in in Lincoln. Um, it was actually not too bad yesterday, especially last night. We are going to get in triple digits likely Saturday, maybe Friday as well. Uh, but all over the country, uh, you've got heat issues at the moment, and uh, hopefully some relief is coming in the coming days. The heat continues to be the biggest story this week across the country, with possible record temperatures for many big cities and high humidity, making it dangerous to be outside for an extended length of time. Some showers and thunderstorms will cool things off a bit from the northeast to the southeast, but not for long as temperatures will heat up again this weekend. Rain and storms are going to bring a bit of relief for portions of the south southwest and the southern rockies but also the risk for isolated flash flooding i'm janice dean fox news so my forecast just updated while that clip was playing 102 forecast in lincoln for saturday 99 for friday but like i said you get through that guys as it stands now on this forecast sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday next week we don't get to 90 as the forecast stands right now now that can very much change but how rare would that be on the other side of things if that actually happens in late july which is typically in lincoln the very hottest time of the year all right that's it for your sound off we're going to take a break talk to the captain humane society next also have ticket thursday coming up at 710 you listen to lnk today with jack and friends on klin all right thank you very much john 68 degrees in the capital city I'm matt matt Charles joining us right now from the capital humane society good morning matt how you doing today Good, how are you still? Uh, good, how are things going at the Capital Humane Society? I assume busy right now. Busy, yep, busy. It's our busiest time of year, but uh, lots of adoptions have been happening, so it's been good. Good, very good. Uh, tell us about the uh, pets that you've got there this week. So first off, we got Chewy. So Chewy's an approximately seven- to eight-year-old Shih Tzu poodle mix. He's a neutered male, and he's black and gray in color, and he weighs about 15 pounds, so he's a little guy. But... Uh, very easy to handle. He's a laid-back guy. He was surrendered to us, unfortunately. Uh, his uh, owners were downsizing and moving into an assisted living facility, so they weren't able to keep him with them. But uh, he'd do well in a low-traffic home where he can, you know, go for a few walks a day and roll around out in the grass in the backyard. Very nice. What else do you have? Then we have broth and stew. And they are approximately 10-week-old domestic short-haired kittens. They're both spayed females. And uh, Broth is a torty and Stu's a brown-black tabby with some orange uh, spots on her. But these sisters, they're, they're looking for a home. Either it's together or separate. Either way works. But if you did decide to adopt them together, the second adoption fee would be re- reduced by 50%. And as the saying goes, uh, cats are like potato chips. You can't have just one. So <laughs> if you want to adopt two kittens, they're available for adoption. All right. Now's the time to do it. Uh, what's what's the best way for people to uh, to take a look, maybe make an adoption right now? Yeah. So Pylock Pet Adoption Center out at 70th and Highway 2. We're open today and tomorrow, 1130 to 7, and Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. So you're welcome to come on out anytime we're open. All right. Thanks very much, Matt. Let's get those pets adopted. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a good one. There you go. Matt Machar from the Capital Humane Society. It's 7 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. 
Start your dollar a month trial today at Shopify.com slash records. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Through the start of the weekend, details of my 10-day outlook today on Channel 8 News. I'm Storm Alert Team Chief Meteorologist John DeSauer. All right, it is time for Ticket Thursday. We're going to give away two tickets to Ron White, the comedian at, or- comedian at Orpheum Theater, Omaha. That's uh, coming up this Saturday, July 23rd. If you, so if you want to go to that, we, you and a guest will be on the KLIN VIP list at the door at the Orpheum. Just walk in, say, hey, I'm here for the show. And, of course, Ron White, uh, part of formerly part of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, along with Larry the Cable Guy and others. And so today... For what is LNK today, thinking of our version of 20 questions, I have a list of the most recent, uh, the Department of Office of Personnel Management list from the federal government. I have the 20 largest blue-collar occupations. Okay, so these are the actual jobs with the job codes that go along with it. They're jobs that you've heard of, and the one I've got in mind you definitely are very familiar with. So if you can guess... The largest blue-collar job, one of the top 20 that I'm thinking of, then you get to go to see Ron White, the former member of the blue-collar comedy. Do you get it? You get the connection? So I'm going to take caller four first. You get a yes-no question, and then you get to guess what job, what blue-collar job. Wait, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's a quick check of your time-saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's 7.13 and it's time to give away some tickets on Thursdays. We comb the area for the best tickets to concerts, events, games, and the like, and we give them away to you, but you usually have to earn them. Through winning one of our games, and the game that we've chosen today is What is LNK Today with Jack and Friends Thinking of? It's uh, basically like 20 questions, kind of, although it may not take 20. We give each listener a chance to ask a yes-no question to figure out what we're thinking of and then make a guess as to what it is that we are thinking of. Mark, as I said earlier, I am uh, looking at a list from (laughs) the Office of Personnel Management, the uh, 20 largest blue-collar occupations. I, I noticed that bus driver is not on there. So. Bus driver didn't make the top 20. No, so. Didn't make the top 20. Although there's something close to it, but I won't. I, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil anything. So um, this is not a... Uh, the, the occupation I have in mind is not some kind of very technical random thing. I'll also say this. You, no, but, uh, it's, but very, it's very simple. A very honorable profession. Oh, absolutely. All of these are. Yes. All of these are. So... Yes. We will uh, go through here. If you hear somebody drop off, a phone line will be open for you. Again, we're giving away tickets to see Ron White at the Orpheum Saturday night. We're just going to put your name and your guest's name on the will call, and you'll walk right in there like a VIP and enjoy the show. Uh, Andrew's going to take first crack at this. Let's see how he does. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing really well. Just getting ready to head off to work here. Uh, All right. Well, speaking of work, I'm thinking of a blue-collar job. So let's see. And this is one of the top 20, the biggest ones, according to the Office of Personnel Management. Uh, Give me your yes-no question. Um, are you thinking of a paint contractor? Am I thinking of a paint contractor? Yeah, I am. I I am. That that's <laughs> no the kidding. contest. You just won the contest. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, it's painting. That's it. That was Good way to start the day. Andrew, that yeah, I mean, I am happy for you. 
I am happy for you. There's nothing left for the game now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no joke, earlier this year, like, I took a leap of faith, you know, through everything, and I decided to start up my own paint contracting business. uh, (laughs) Wow. associated with it for years. And uh, just getting ready to go finish up the house today. So well, then you deserve yeah, this. Man. You de- you deserve this, man. This was and this list that I've got. It was the number fourteenth. Uh, it was just listed as painting, but I I certainly gave it to you. To pay, essentially, most of them I would I would assume would be contract workers or working for a company under contract. So there you go, Andrew. Uh, you win. You're going to the uh, you're going to the show, Andrew. Uh, to Ron White oh, Orpheum Theater. Be just awesome. Hey, hey, and, Andrew, before you go, but do a shameless plug. What's your company? Uh, Kroger Painting uh, LLC. Um, I managed a paint store here in town for years, uh, Sharon Williams, and I absolutely loved what I did. Um, but a friend of mine with his big business called Empire Painting, he needed help, uh, so I helped him out for a little bit. But Now you're uh, out on your own. I to, yeah, out on my own, and you know, I actually just got accepted into the uh, paramedic program at Southeast Community College, so kind of build up as much money cool. as possible to wow. uh, go to school and with my own business i can actually hopefully find that balance of being able to go to school and then still keep getting the bills paid so that's, that's awesome that's my work and grind has been this year man <laughs> man i am glad you won this i think that was meant to be today i think everything came together <laughs> and, and it was meant to be by the way i was wondering about painter like how how long does it take to shower and like clean everything off you at the end of the day because i do paint projects at work showers what's that oh it's it's, they're the best showers. Thirty minutes to an hour. You just gotta just soak and see yourself, man. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna send you over to Johnny. He's just gonna. All, all we're gonna need is his uh, his name and phone number here, Johnny, and and it'll be at the will call for you with your name on it. You just go down to the Orpheum. Pair of tickets. See Ron White. Should be a great show. Let me know how it goes. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thank uh, you. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> wow, that is great. I mean, that is phenomenal. <laughs> Not, not, is, not the contest, but <laughs> there is never a dull moment with our ticket Thursday. Wow! Uh, I did not. I was worried this was going to be uh, a tough one. Uh, yeah, a, a tougher one than that. Yeah. So, but so by the way, so if you're, in, are, do you have a? I don't know if you have the list in front of I you, do. Mark. You do. do. So the number one is is custodial. Right. Custodial is, was number one. And by the way, this is a, I don't, they must not do this particular study every year. This is a few years, few years old here, but it's the only uh, available one that I've got in terms of these, uh, blue collar biggest jobs in terms of, uh, numbers. Number one, custodial working. Number two, maintenance mechanic. Um, let's see. We got, uh, food service is up there. Uh, yeah. obviously electrician, sheet metal mechanic. Materials handler, heavy mobile equipment mechanic, motor vehicle operating. I wasn't quite sure what that. I, I thought maybe your bus driver fell under that one, Mark. Actually, um, that that's code five seven zero three. If you want to look it up, that, I, I don't know. <laughs> Electronics mechanic, and then there's uh, electrician, and then there's painting that comes in next at that. So, but followed right by that, uh, following painting is cooking. Yeah. Right, which would be different than food service is actually the the line right. cooks and right. and those sorts of things. Pipe fitting, machining, uh, aircraft engine mechanic, welding, engineering equipment operating. So that's awesome. Congratulations to Andrew. What are the wow. chances? What are the chances? Well, and and, and just just think of of how motivated he is uh, going to the paramedic training now and man, and I am managing so- his own business. I'll tell you what, I am so glad that we've got people who 
are, and I, I know I say this a lot, so bear with me if you're, you, I, it's a very positive thing, but bear with me if you've heard, but I am so glad that we've got people in this community, in this world, who are motivated and want to do jobs that I, that are basically scare me <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. you ever think about that yes i am so glad there and there are more and more jobs and i say scare me kind of tongue-in-cheek but that would be so difficult from day to day that may not always be the uh, the jobs that pay the most that um that the stress levels seem incredibly high because you know let i mean let's be honest i'm i'm pretty fortunate to be able to do what i do but the fact that you've got people motivated and willing and going out to do things like be be a paramedic be a be a nurse be a teacher be a corrections officer i think about that all the time be the dude who uh samples the wastewater to see how much covid is in it <laughs> you have a you have just a be, fixation on be that. the be the be the people who Drop outhouses off at events so people can use the restroom. Shout out to the the garbage men. How about to the people women. that have to clean those outhouses? The people have to, yeah, people who or people who them. people who do cleaning for a living. Yes, uh, all of the time who clean bathrooms for a living. I mean, you can go on and on. There, there are probably there are all kinds of them. Um, but I think about that more and more, especially kind of with the last few, the last couple of years, Mark, and just the the shortage that you've got of employees in certain field. I've I've got a little bit of a new appreciation for people who are willing to go in and and do these things that, you know, maybe not everybody's willing to do that I certainly wouldn't be qualified or or willing to do or or good to do. Um and and there are certain ones that come up all the time. Yeah, you're right. Cleaning. I yeah. mean cleaning bathrooms all all the time, but how important are these people? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the part we don't yeah, you know, I, I had when I was first out of high school, I had a little uh, short time where I was in custodial services as a kind of a backup in a local school district. And uh, you, you get to appreciate the folks that uh, do that every day so that they, uh, uh, you know, just want to have a lot of support for them. Yeah. Yeah. Admiration. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And I, I'm, I'm. We ought, we ought to do that. We ought uh, we ought to have. I've 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 toyed with this idea before, and I, I I really should go ahead and do it. But I think we could probably nail down a whole lot of professions, and then just do a a week where we're honoring people who are taking you know who who do those jobs who we depend on and we often take for granted a whole lot of the time uh, that they're that they're doing it, and and just kind of have a you know. <laughs> Let people probably I think it helped. You know, I said just a little something about teachers uh, on the last day of school last year and the amount of the amount of people that I heard back from after that just saying, man, it's it's nice to just get a little bit of acknowledgement. I think that matters. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I mean, even even in this, even in this job, you you tend to hear you tend to hear from critics and and sometimes loud critics and sometimes frequent critics. But. I got a really nice message the other day, uh, just about about the show and and the style and those sorts of things. And I'm not saying that to my own horn, but I'm saying like that made my day. It had a significant impact on my day that that person took the time to to say that they liked something that I was doing. And so um, don't underestimate that. Don't underestimate that ever because I think it makes a a big difference for people. So. 
Shout out to the painters, too. I yeah. hate painting. Oh. Oh, Mark. And oh, you know what's... Not nearly as much as I Do you hate... You, oh. Does, does your wife like painting? Is she uh, good at painting? She's good at it. Well, that that's... Here's the thing with painting in my household. I have... I am so... I am so bad at it. Um, and my dad was also really good. He liked painting projects, and so does my wife. And so anytime a painting project came up, I basically... They knew I was so bad, I didn't ever get asked to do it. Which is kind of a... It's a decent way to... Yep. To get out of some but things, you you could make the trip to the uh, um, hardware store to get brushes and thinner and yeah, that was that's always my job. Go get food, those sorts of things. But yeah, I, it's good. I played myself out of that one. All right, there you go. It was a heck of a ticket Thursday. Wow! Congratulations to Andrew. I, I went to the paint store once to get to once to get thinner, and it didn't work. Yeah, what do you you're still overweight. <laughs> Got the same problem. Same problem. 724, it's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on Lincoln's News and Talk. 1,499.3-KLI. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. And a sour. If you're like me, you've been injured in the past, and maybe you had to make that same decision of, do I have to go through surgery? I made that decision myself over a decade ago. I'm Caleb Henry, and I want you to know that you have information now in 2022 that I didn't have over a decade ago. The traditional treatments, pain meds, steroids, then surgery, that's not the only way. As a matter of fact, right now, there is a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. They're the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. It's an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. The old ways are out, new ways are in, and the regenerative medicine can restore and repair the damaged joint tissue using natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. 402-205-4270. Get the quality of life you deserve. 402-205-4270. 402-205-4270. QC Kinetics, 402-205-4270. Lofgren. It's time to count them down. The five things you'll be talking about today. This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get things started today with... Number five. We're waiting for on more information of the uh, homicide that took place late Tuesday night, uh, just before midnight yesterday morning, actually. 42-year-old Benjamin Case of Lincoln was on his boat with four other friends when somebody got on the boat. Case went to see who it was, opened the cabin door, and was shot twice. He died in the scene. Uh, the other five people uh, managed to escape out through a hatch and jumped in the lake. 
Sheriff Terry Wagner uh, said uh, basically that, you know, a, a terribly tragic situation, but the suspect knew where he was going. Yeah, I mean, that. yeah, that was that was rather specific. So you you park there in the cover of night at Branch Stoke by the marina. Uh, you you walk onto the boat. Um, the boat was docked in, in a slip, and he walked right out on the on the dock and climbed on the boat. Okay, and people, of course, unsurprisingly, they abandoned the boat. They ran. They jumped in the water, as I understand it, to avoid it. Um, it sounds like, from what the sheriff had to say yesterday, that uh, there wasn't an attempt on the life of any of the other people, probably leading them to think that this was um, targeted specifically for for the the one person who's deceased now. It, it sounds like that would that would be uh, a logical assumption at this point, from what we've been told. Uh, not a lot of information, no suspects yet. Still trying to get a a, a good description. They did say that uh, the suspect left and went northbound uh, from the marina. So, yeah, but that's well, who knows. It. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, leaving there at night in, in the dark, and so all, all they've got is is whatever description that the people on that boat are able to give of this person, and maybe you know who knows. Maybe they had some idea who it was. I'm not sure. Um, it sounds like there may be some video. I, I saw in your story that that at least there's an indi- indication that video camera footage is being examined. So I don't know if the marina had a video camera uh, on it or what that might have caught something. But, you know, on the other hand, if if the person was at all concealing their identity or, or what they looked like, it might be a, you know, there's some difficulty in figuring that whole thing out. Unless, again, unless you've got some you know known history that has led up to this event that the people around these these folks would know of yeah and and again the 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 sheriff yesterday at his news conference said he did not believe there was an ongoing threat to the public right which that's sort of the the words that we hear whenever there is a seems like a known relationship or a known um, situation between the the two, the victim and the that seems to be what uh, we're hearing with a lot of these things that are happening yes. in 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 Lincoln right now. But just to just so I understand, though, both the the suspect, the person there, or, or, or any getting anybody um, to potentially be arrested and and tried for this one and the one that happened what three days ago, right? There's no arrests that we're aware of that have been made in any of these. Correct. As of the last time we heard from right. authorities on both right. of these, right? Right. That was the, um, what it would have been, what, very early Tuesday morning when four people were shot. Right. Um, oh, in the last time, Lincoln had a scenario where you had two separate homicide situations where... Uh, well, the first one was not a homicide. The they didn't. Oh, it didn't end up dying in that one. Okay, right. attempted, attempted yep. homicide, um, where you had the suspects essentially not yet that are both both still out at yes. this point. Yep. Uh, and it's not. It's not. It's a pretty rare situation here in the capital city. So law yep. enforcement very busy. I think probably with both of yeah, these and, cases. And you know, just from the the what you see on on social media and and you hear you know the coffee shops and things like that question about gang activity starts to uh, surface as well mm-hmm. and and is this at all gang related right and and uh, could uh, one of them even uh, there was talk of maybe this second one was retribution but right. we we are not getting that information from law enforcement that's strictly and, anecdotal right and it doesn't sound like we know a whole lot about the you know the well, I mean, we know the name 
of the victim, but you know, I was just doing some searches and just seeing if I could figure out uh, a little bit more to just wondering what had happened, and not a lot out there that I can find right now. So we will uh, we will see uh, more on that likely today from the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office. All right, moving on. Number four. Well, yesterday, Jack, you had the mayor on LNK Today, and you went right to the subject of mask mandates. Last week, city implemented a mask mandate for city employees, uh, and you basically put the question, Drew, are you thinking about any other mask yeah. mandates? She and, was very, uh, very forthcoming. Yeah, and uh, maybe maybe surprising some people. I I had a just, uh, it was an uneducated thought that maybe this was the first step uh going back to something like that but uh, at least as it stands right now she was she was very i mean more unequivocal than yes she, she, you know she typically has been on this subject when i've asked her questions about it that right now that hasn't even come up in discussions there are no plans to do that um and then and, she cited the vaccination level in the community right. and the fact that kids are now being vaccinated uh that that's just uh changed from what yeah. it was before and i'm i think it's the right thing to do i'm glad i did and not only for a variety of reasons but like i i said the last couple of days i don't that that debate i'm just i'm, I'm so exhausted of that debate and that fight so i'm glad for that and i don't know that i've gotten any more mass but I, I you know i bring it up though mark because there are parts of the country that are going back Oh, yeah. uh, to this pretty significantly. Yeah, I believe California is, is implementing an yeah. indoor mask mandate uh, yet this month. Right. It, so. it is it is happening in some other places. And, and, and the other thing is, you know, she a little bit more expounding, too, on on the kind of the mixed numbers that you've got right now when it comes to COVID cases versus hospitalizations. But uh, we continue to be in a lot, lot, lot better place than we were, say, a, a year ago right even six months ago with this so yeah the you know treatments uh, more effective treatments vaccination rates are higher uh different variants uh, it all plays into the fact that uh you, you can't make a conclusion based on today's situation yeah compared to what it was a year and a half ago <sighs> i'm just glad we're not talking about masks so we're gonna put that to bed hopefully maybe forever now we'll see Did you, are, we'll you, see. are you are you are you saying we wear masks to bed. Is that what you were no, saying? No. <laughs> no, no. Number three. Jack, I think you mentioned this in sports. There were some comments by the Pitt head coach about his former offensive coordinator, who's now here at Nebraska, and it raised some eyebrows last night. It was on Bazzi's Black and Gold Banner podcast. Narduzzi, uh, uh, coach. Pat Narduzzi is the coach yep. of Pitt, yeah. Uh, instead of uh, Mark coach, Whipple. Coach Whipple. Quote, our old offensive coordinator had no desire to run the ball. Everybody knew it. He was stubborn. Wake Forest was 118th in run defense, and we threw every bo- the ball every down. When we ran it, we ran it for 10 yards, but that wasn't good enough. End quote. Okay. Two, two words here. Two words. Sour grapes. <laughs> right? Yeah. And look, by the way, they won that Wake Forest game. Uh, Kenny Pickett was their quarterback, who was a Heisman candidate, who's going to play in the in the NFL. He was hurt that game, and I think there was probably some questions about why you continued to to go and throw with him at that point, with that being an issue and, and putting in him some. But to but and look, I get that that happens. I mean, far be it from me to. 
cast stones about questioning play calling. It's it's kind of what you do as a football fan. But to go public with that dirty laundry right now and and say something like that. Come on. Come on. Again, sour grapes. I don't know if he's if he's upset that he left that he bolted for greener pastures. At this point, he didn't like how it went down. But I don't think you say something like that unless there's some sort of personal situation or grudge that's going on yeah, there's right some, now. There's some uh, animus in there that uh, we probably are not aware of. Yeah. Now, to, to his point, now you also have Nebraska fans, <laughs> because Nebraska fans notoriously fond of running the ball as much as possible. There are some Nebraska fans who are saying, "Oh no, what do we what do we get ourselves into <laughs> with this whole thing?" Well, I mean, listen, the the guys had a long, successful career as an offensive coordinator. I really, I would really question, you know, and it, it may or may not work out here for a variety of reasons, but the, the the simple accusation that he doesn't like running the ball when you should run the ball is feels a little simplistic to me at this whole thing. And again, it it feels like finding something that was st- kind of sticking in your craw, and you never said anything about, and and you were just ticked off enough for whatever reason. Eh, maybe I'll bring that up. Maybe I'll bring that up. And, Suppose somebody uh, will talk to Mark uh, about it. Well, I, that's a that's interesting. I don't know what his availability. You know, probably the next time you'll hear from him would be on Sports Nightly sometime with Greg Sharp. Uh, and so I don't know if Greg would bring that up with him. I'll ask Greg Greg about about this when I talk to him at 8.35 today. That'll, that'll be a good one. But I don't know. Like I said, sour grapes. Ugh. Number two. All the talk about heat waves uh, around the world. Uh, looks like we're going to get a little relief. Uh, the weekend, Friday and Saturday especially, look uh, really pretty hot. But then looks like a break coming in by Sunday and pretty nice weather most you, of the next week. Have you looked at the forecast for next week, Mark? <laughs> I, yeah, I looked at it this morning and I'm going, uh, something's wrong with this computer. But There is not there is not a, uh, a number that begins with a 9 or larger all the way out right now on my forecast that I'm looking at through next Saturday, the 30th, through the rest of, basically through the rest of July, after you get through Saturday, yeah. this coming Saturday, 83, 81 on Monday? What are we doing here? 86, 84? Well, and, and I don't know if you noticed, but uh, they're also calling for rain on Sunday and some thunderstorms Monday. Yeah, and, which, and maybe some tomorrow, too. Uh, right, overnight tonight yeah. and tomorrow. So Could be a chance. Know, we certainly could use the rain. Yeah, the lawn is starting to struggle, Mark. Yep. This is between between the dryness, still not having the sprinklers working, and now I got a dog that takes up residence in the backyard very frequently. My dreams, my dreams are going down the tube of uh, with the lawn right now. Well, I got I've got landmines all over the place at this point, trying to get them picked up. I wonder what's <sighs> changed so much here because. You know, Dr. Dewey and even yeah. uh, Rusty Dawkins was talking about this heat wave continuing into the first part of August. Right. And, you know, this is uh, actually going to be a little below normal next week. Yeah. If if this forecast holds, now, again, it very well could change. But what we're looking at now is some uh, pretty darn good weather for this time of year, which can typically be the hottest time in the entire year in the Lincoln and the surrounding area. Number one. More competition plus inflation. A couple of factors added up to a fiscal problem for 
Netflix. They lost a million subscribers this spring. Between April and June, uh, 970,000 subscribers bailed out of Netflix, the biggest quarterly loss in its 25-year history. Now making it more likely Netflix will soon roll out a cheaper version supported by commercials. So, I mean, you can't just keep raising prices and not expect some kind of attrition that would will come for that. And that's what Netflix has done. I don't know what we pay. I, mean, I think we pay over 20 bucks now for the thing. I mean, we're, it's it, it, it's it's a lot. And if you get through, here here's the challenge for Netflix, right? There are certain things that it's a destination. People go to because it's a destination to watch. Pick any of the big shows. But you're not necessarily interested in the entire catalog of everything that's there. And once that thing is gone or available somewhere else or you've gotten through it, there's a lot less allure, um, especially when it's, you know, just a single person or a couple of people who are watching it. Now, is this also a a consideration of uh, subscription fatigue with all all these different services? You got to. At some you got, point, you got to start cutting some things. Yeah. I mean, there's there's apps that they've got out now that you, you, because people have so many subscriptions, they forget what they're even subscribed to, and so you got apps out there that's going to go through and let you know, hey, you might want to cancel this <laughs> because you aren't using it. Yeah, but you're exactly right. It's a combination of that and um, and and then the the prices that are consistently rising, and there are options out there in the streaming world that are cheaper right now. There are a lot. There's more competition than there was. Two years ago, when Netflix was more and, on its and if you put it in perspective, if it's twenty bucks a month, that's a quarter of a tank of gas. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. a good point. I mean, for me, it was I was looking at costs, and so I canceled my Netflix a year and a half ago. And the only reason I brought it back was for the latest season of Stranger Things. Right. So, and people can do that too. They bring it back to, to watch over a, the course of a week or two weeks what they want to watch, and then <laughs> knock it back out. It's almost like renting a movie to some degree. So, yeah, I don't know. How do you think that ad-supported one is going to go? Oh, that's not going to go well. Yeah, I mean, People are, are, it'll see what you know. But what the price point is, they're already doing that with some other ones. I think Paramount Plus and Hulu have versions that have ads in them. Um, I don't know if they set the price point low and low enough, it might bring some people back. But it, yeah. it's going to be weird getting back used to ads again. That's for sure too. Yeah, for those of us who have kind of weaned ourselves off TV ads, advertisements are good. Yes, I love they advertisements. They are. Let's do some right now. 755, it's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. That's your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. When you- All right, thank you very much, Chris. Coming up during the 8 o'clock hour, Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, the Grow Lincoln team. And uh, we'll talk to them about new restaurants, retail businesses, opening, hopefully not closing, and uh, moving. And get all the latest for you on what's going up in your neighborhood. Also, a little bit later on, we will talk to Greg Sharp, the Husker Sports Network. We've been talking to Nebraska assistants on his show. We'll get his takeaways from that and more. So stay tuned. That's all coming up. It is 8 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it is 809, 71 degrees in the capital city on this July 21st, 2022. Got Greg Sharp, Voice of the Big Red, coming up in, oh, about 25 minutes from right now. But first, it's time to introduce... Our hosts and friends here at KLIN, Robin Eshelman, Dave Albers, the Grow Lincoln team, ready to tell you what's going on in the business, restaurant, retail world in the capital city. Good morning, Robin. How are you today? Good morning. Good to see you, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? All right, let's jump right into it. And uh, Robin, you uh, checked out one of the new restaurants in uh, the uh, what in the Telegraph District or near the uh, near the Telegraph? Near it, district. yeah. We were in the Telegraph District for a building. Oh, the Journal Star. The Journal thing. Star yeah. moved into one of those new buildings, and they had a ceremony over yeah. there. My wife so. was down there too. It looks like a nice place. Yeah, yeah. And all the apartments. I mean, they're like all full now. I mean, it's just crazy. So then um, after that, we just swung downtown. It only took a couple of minutes to try out the new Pita and Non rest, uh, restaurant. And that is on the north side of O between 14th and Centennial Mall and it okay. replaced Rutabagas. Okay. That used to be there. Okay. So, yeah, we checked that out. I would describe it as maybe more of a lunch place, you know, just a little bit more casual. Um they repainted it since Rutabagas moved out and did all new kitchen equipment. They have Greek and Eastern menus. Okay. And you, what you can do is you can buy a plate. And so Mr. E had a pita, and I had yellow curry chicken, and it comes with rice and a Greek salad. Um, Good-sized portions, I would say we spent about $30, including the tip for two people. Okay. And that included couple drinks all with right that, with that very nice maybe uh maybe including a, Mad- a couple of drinks M- maybe yeah maybe a munch madness uh contender there uh yeah, for next if, year do you we'll know see. what you're gonna do this we are we are st- we are the same we're doing the same thing now we're, we're on this same thing which is an open field of local restaurants 64 restaurants yeah uh, getting the most the most restaurants involved and not excluding anyone year by year so uh yeah so they would be uh they would be eligible uh if they're their local restaurant they so can nominate themselves check that check they can any they can. restaurant that makes it in will see me visiting are you gonna do it again <laughs> uh Good chances, I will. All right, good. Did you like carry the the thing around in your car so you could so if you were out and about at lunch you could stop at uh, one of them? Quite a bit, yes, actually. Yeah. Was, uh, Johnny Cadillac talking about his hitting of all of the sixty four Munch Madness restaurants last year. Uh, all right, uh, let, Dave, let's move on to some hey, more we're downtown sti- we're sti- news. We're still talking about restaurants, although yeah. this is a former restaurant. Yeah. Cool's restaurant that uh, used to be located downtown. Some is, good breakfast there back yeah. in the day. I agree with you. Uh, it was on O Street between 10th and 11th Street. Going to have to be taken out because okay. they're going to be building what? An apartment. There you apartment go. Apartment complex. Apartment complex. Always Six a story. good guess. Always yeah. a good guess. 70 unit apartment complex coming in I, downtown. I feel like I've asked you guys this a million times, so I'm sorry for doing it again, but when it and it doesn't bother me it's a it's a good it's a great thing i'm glad there's demand 
but when when do we hit the bubble on the downtown residential market exactly when it gets to the point where the average person can afford a new construction house which they can't okay. so that's yeah. a big part of this that's a big part well of this. and just in the the lack of uh you know existing homes being available also i mean it's both it's the combination of those two things makes it difficult but to your point once we start seeing those vacancy rates uh increase yeah. that's that that's that's what's going to ultimately and, get it but his question would be what might cause a vacancy increase in apartments? so far it, i mean i I'm, I continue to be surprised that there's demand to sustain the consistently increasing supply well, if for you, residential But they in, can't in afford to build houses. I mean, people can't afford a new construction home. Oh, yeah, that, right, and I get that. That has cut way back, so that pushes you to that middle level, and those prices are rising. So the only other thing that could reduce the number of people going into apartments would be a population drop. Right. You'd have to drop your population, like not have as much population increase. Uh, and I, I get that, but let me, I didn't, my, I didn't phrase that super well. I, I, I guess I would think that a lot, of, uh, a lot of the people who are looking for housing that just can't get into the housing market right now for obvious reasons would be looking at places that aren't downtown necessarily. Right. Th- well, but we, we, we still have a lot of apartments going up. Every, everywhere on the fringes yeah of, of when, the city. We, when we see them going up you know, around the edges of lincoln that'll be 100 or 200 units what you see downtown is 40 17 right two, 12 you know you know, it we, doesn't feel like that i mean <laughs> it, i mean there's a lot of good sized complexes but robin's got a point there too there there's some infill projects that are smaller gotcha. uh units but but this is a you know, seventy-unit like, seven unit yeah. one that's going in here, right? This is right? bigger. For, yeah. You know, if by downtown standards, this is a bigger yeah. one. I I just didn't ever, and I was completely wrong about this. I I fully admit it, but I just didn't ever envision, you know, kind of growing up here, downtown Lincoln to be the the sort of residential market that it ended up being. And like I said, I think it's a it, it's a very good thing. It's 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 great. Um, I like the fact that it's happening. I just wouldn't have predicted it to, to happen the way that it has. Uh, and I'm going to agree with you in terms of the the quantity of units that are going in mm-hmm. and and are still going in. Yeah. It's and the it, price associated with what you have to pay in order to make those make financial Well, that's sense. what I thought. I figured rent is going to be higher. Yeah, well, it down, has to be. Down there for the most part than if I'm buying a spot on, you know, 40th and Old Cheney and a big apartment there or some you know somewhere like that or or 84th and uh, I mean they've know, got they've got a few things that are in their favor because they're because they're multi-stories uh properties and but the land values obviously on a per square foot basis higher I want to li- I want to live like a month in a downtown apartment <laughs> and not see, a and, lifetime <laughs> and see what it's like I mean if I were if, if I were really independently wealthy I would uh, I would, I think I, you know, I think I'd just have a downtown pad that I could go to, uh, you know, and just stay there when I'm coming back at night after a football game or something like that or a concert. But I'm, I am just sort of curious what, what that's like to be, to be living it there. Be what, the, what the ups yeah. and the downs are, the, you know, the ups, obviously proximity to potentially a job uh, for a lot of people who are down there, the proximity to entertainment, restaurants coffee walking you know walking distance to all those sorts of things downsides 
parking, groceries, <laughs> groceries. You know? I mean, I, I mean, and it's better than it was, but right. it's there, there, are, there are those things there. But it's just, it's, it's, it's a fascinating lifestyle to me. To yeah, degree, it's, so it's interesting how things are changing, and uh, I think it's harder with pe- people that have children to be living in the downtown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about East uh, Northeast Lincoln here. I just said 84th and Holdridge, and we were talking about almost that area, 88th and Holdridge there. Uh, church church there that apparently is uh, selling off some of its land here. That Fellowship it's got. Church of God at 88th and Holdridge wants to sell off part of its land to Peregrine Townhomes to build 26 units. Um, and th- this got me off onto how many churches are there on 84th Street? And I found myself on Google, like counting all these because I was remembering the church wars of the 1980s and 1990s when church after church after church bought land on 84th Street. So I actually went through and counted them. 15 churches that are on or within like two blocks of 84th. All the way north, south. North to south. Yeah. It's actually fewer than I thought. Honestly, oh, you would have guessed. I would have guessed a little like bit 50. more than that. I would have. I would have thought maybe twenty, but yeah, that's it. It's still. It's still a lot. You know, it's it's interesting, Robin, because it. I can think of three, four churches offhand right now that have big plots of land that aren't necessarily used for building, and that sounds like maybe that's what was happening here. I don't know how that how that came about, but you've got I think you got a future. You drive I've got you can think of ones you're on eighty fourth you drive by, you see that. There's one on South seventieth that I drive by all the time that I see that. And I don't know if they, they were just able to get big plots of land at the time that they thought they might eventually develop or what? It was farmland at that time. It right. was ag land. And, and, and a and the zoning was at the time would allow a church, but it wouldn't allow a lot of other uh, type of uses to go there. And so people people were wanting to sell off larger chunks and then the church just could easily expand. And then they get to a point where they say, you know what? We're not going to expand anymore. Right, right. Yeah, not every church are, can. I mean, there are some some of these I'm thinking of a big plot. That one on 70th, just before Old Cheney, they've got a huge, I, I believe it's part of the church's land there. Uh, would you be just north of 70th and Old Cheney? There's a big, it's kind of a big residential area there, but there's a big green area. And, you know, Rob, we know about New Cove. They've got, they've developed a little bit sold more. Sold off with, and created townhomes. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, those and not every too. church can be a mega church. You know, right, right. every church going out there hoped they would be the one with 10,000 members and it didn't always work out that way yeah so absolutely all right uh moving on uh we talked about this last week dave uh this uh the old burger king across from the penitentiary there heard it may be becoming a coffee house do we know more about that now well yes we do and i thought that i saw a sign that the coffee shop was was operating but we had a fan of ours uh lou spaulding provided us an update from Harbor Coffee, and they opened on July 8th. And what we were talking about uh, last week was the new Earth oh, yeah, and Home store. store that is in that facility. So both of these are in the same same building? Correct. The former okay. the former Burger King. The former Burger King. 
as a harbor and an earthen home store now. Okay. Correct. All right. Um, moving on, another restaurant. I've seen, uh, driven by this restaurant, Robin, uh, a few times and just seen their uh, sign. But what can you tell us uh, about 621 North 48th Street, kind of behind that Outback Steakhouse? Uh, new restaurant back there, relatively new restaurant at least. Motor Motor Food Food Truck opened a storefront restaurant at 621 North 48th. So this would be over by Outback Restaurant Mm -hmm. and the little strip center behind that. Um, They announced on their Facebook page that it's very, very limited hours. And you can check their, their Facebook page to see what days and times they will be open. But um, I can't think of a restaurant that has opened quickly in the last few months. They have all taken far, far longer. I had somebody, I can't remember if it was a restaurant or some other kind of tenant, told me, you know, building permits used to take three weeks. Now, there was one the other day, four months to get the city is that far behind. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it takes a while for this whole, do we know anything about what they, what kind of, I've seen that truck driving around town too. Do you want anything more about what they are? Or that's what they comfort do, food. Robin? Yeah. Comfort that, food? That's your, um, pork and macaroni and cheese. Okay. Right. All right. Right. Sounds like a place I need to go. Um, <laughs> a Dave place. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, something that was mentioned last week and, and you were looking for the name on this. Is that yeah, right? Dave? We, we were talking about a beauty supply store last week and we couldn't think of the name and it is Betsy beauty supply. Bestie. Bestie. Excuse me. I was almost there. Uh, Bestie, excuse me, beauty supply sign located at 2416 O street. Uh, nail products and beauty products and supplier to beauty salons, which we're going to be talking to somebody about that. Well, we have seen so many. And then by the time you get to this point where they're becoming a warehouse and distributing to retailers. Yeah, it's like a wholesale supplier. basically. Yeah. yeah. Or like, OK, there's a market for that. Let's get somebody from College of Hair Design in to explain this, this whole phenomenon. So we're going to have Greg Howard in to to talk about the growth of hair, of nails, hairs, eyebrows, eyelashes, skin care services. Where are, where are they all coming from? Are they all licensed? You know, can you just walk in and feel safe at any of them? So we will talk. You to have you. a theory about that? Is it, I mean, it, is it that people weren't able to do it for a while and well, that drove up the demand? It or? was not even a thing. I mean, I didn't sit and worry about what people thought of my eyebrows a whole lot. Or maybe it's more of a cultural Until the last thing. couple years. Now I'm paranoid. <laughs> I'm still not worried. I'm not either. <laughs> not, yeah. Nobody but me in this room uh, cares. And my, my nails, uh, yeah, my nails, I think, are beyond repair. So <laughs> that's, a, that's another Just alternative. Just me sitting here worried. <laughs> you're, you're good. Well, yeah, well, that'll be interesting to hear from, uh, from Greg from the College of Hair Design exactly what he sees, you know, driving the boom. I have a feeling the their enrollment is up. I've heard they have a waiting list. So, wow. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. So that's coming up Saturday at noon on Grow Lincoln here on KLI. And you can also find the podcast of the shows at KLI.com. As always, if you got a question, you see a building going up and you're wondering what it is, these guys are a great resource for you. Contact you contact me or you can contact them directly through their Facebook or Twitter pages just at Grow Lincoln. Hey, guys, thank you very much. We look forward to the show Saturday and talk to you next Thursday. All right. We'll catch you next week. There thank you. you. This is Robin and Dave, the Grow Lincoln team. It is 824. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 
Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. John DeSauer. 838 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN on your Thursday morning. 72 degrees, room temperature out there in the capital city. And I just mentioned uh, to Greg Sharp off the air, uh, joins us right now. I said, only like four more of these till we're actually on game week. Well, I actually counted. It's more like six. But nonetheless, Greg, uh, getting ever so close to football season. Good morning. How are you doing today? 37 days. Okay, th- 37. I can't do math very well. Uh, but yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be getting close. By the way, when, uh, how, how early do you go up to, uh, to Ireland? What's that whole situation look like for, for you and, and the other people around Husker football? Yeah, we'll be traveling with the team. They're going to take off Monday night. So that would be the 22nd. Uh, you fly overnight. They'll get there. They'll land mid morning Dublin time and then, kind of get settled in. I don't think they'll have a full practice once they get there for Tuesday. They may just do kind of a get them up and let them move around a little bit and then get kind of get to bed and get your body clock kind of set to Ireland time. So yeah, Monday the 22nd is when we will wheels up to Dublin. And hopefully enough time to get, you know, the regular sleep cycle and make up for I'm sure I'm sure Scott Frost has that all uh nailed down to the T already what that schedule is going to be to get everybody in peak physical uh form there for that game there cuz I mean that's some adjustment to travel internationally like that. It is. You the key is when you land, you need to try to fight your way to a normal bedtime. So yeah. if, you, if we land at 9 or 10 a.m., you got to try to keep yourself awake the rest of the day. And then go to bed at you know maybe a little early nine o'clock that time and and get a good night's sleep and then you're usually okay so yeah they've got this thing all mapped out and uh, they're also going to have a couple of activities for the teams to do after practices so that they get a little bit of an, uh, a feel for what Dublin and what Ireland's all about. Cool, very good. Uh, looking forward to looking more at that game specifically, which we'll do in the coming weeks. But we're still kind of taking an overview look at the team, and you've been uh, doing some great interviews on on sports nightly with when we covered some of them before. I know they kept going. I know Barrett Rude was last. Uh, just kind of give me your takeaways from the chance to not only talk to Barrett but the other coaches that you had. Some things that you've learned and and our listeners might be interested in here uh, from those conversations you've had about position groups. Yeah, Monday was really interesting because we had Bill Bush on, who now yeah. is the special teams coordinator, and this is something new for Scott Frost. He has not had a special teams coordinator, per se, and so Bill Bush had him on. He obviously knew that they there was a need to get some different kickers into camp, and so it was fascinating to hear him what he was looking for in punters and kickers that they went and found at Montana and Furman in the offseason, and he made a great point, Jack, that he said, you know, I know some people say, well, they kicked at the FCS level. He says, well, it's a little different looking at kickers and making that transition and maybe a defensive lineman where you're like, ah, they're not, they're not seen as big as strong of people. He says, 
you're kicking. You're, you're putting the ball through the uprights or you're punting the ball. He said it's so much easier to evaluate them at whatever level of football. But it was a fascinating conversation to hear from him. Uh, uh, Brian Applewhite we had on Tuesday right. talking about the running back room, and that was really – I mean, I, I, I'm really excited to see the competition play out there because the one guy who wasn't part of spring is Gabe Irvin, who was the starter last year until the knee injury knocked him out of the season at Oklahoma. So, yeah, you know, it was really fun to talk to, to Coach Applewhite and to kind of see the depth that's already been developed in that room, and it's going to be really competitive to see who gets the carries. Yeah, yeah, and, and we had talked about that. And I thought one of the takeaways, uh, the, mo- the most recent one, was uh, uh, the health of Nick Henrich and, and that uh, he appears to be full go now, which is something that maybe he hasn't been for a while. Has been healthy all off season, which is, as Barrett mm-hmm. said, that's allowed him to really add bulk and strength Reimer was the one that was dealing with some off-season situations. He'll be fine. He'll be ready to go Mm -hmm. in camp. But, yeah, Nick Henrich looks terrific. And he really turned a corner, I thought, last year. And uh, second-leading tackler on the team behind Luke. And that's one position that you don't really have any question mark going into into camp on who's starting. You know it's those two guys or your inside linebackers. Oh, go ahead. Finish that thought. Yeah. Tonight, spoiler alert, here okay. we go, Donovan Rayola. Oh. We're going to talk offensive line tonight, and to me, this is the biggest story of the team. Yeah, I, I'll, be, I'll be tuning in for that one. It'll be really int- I'm, I'm just kind of interested in hearing from Donovan and kind of his philosophies and, and what he plans to do. But, yeah, there's some, there's definitely some question marks along that offensive line and, and some of the names we'll be hearing. But getting back to the linebackers real quick here, Greg, isn't it – boy, isn't it something – you know, we talk about recruiting hits and misses and development and all of those things. But, man, that linebacker core, when you think about it, the fact that you've got so much of, and, and I guess I, I, uh, in, include, um, uh, I, I include sort of the edge, edge guys in that, which, which are, it's, I can't tell what the positions are right now anymore to some degree, but what a core of like guys from Nebraska, guys who weren't necessarily, you know, I think they were varying in terms of how they were recruited, but they've just kind of become the, the stalwarts of, of that defense and young guys who performed really well early in their careers. Yeah. You, you look at maybe the leaders on the defense. The three prime ones would be Nebraska kids. Garrett Nelson, you draw in that Nelson, yeah. as well with Nick and Luke. And you're like, okay, those are kind of the leaders of this football team. Where last year it was JoJo, it was Cam Taylor, Britt. But now it's it's certainly shifted to Reimer, who's a, a North Star kid, and, and, and Nick, who played up at Burke and Omaha, and then Garrett Nelson, the Scott's Bluff product. So those are kind of the three leaders on that side of the football for Nebraska, and we're going to talk about Garrett next week when when we get Mike Dawson back in to come in and talk about these edge rushers. Mm-hmm. So we still have to we still have to cover that. But yeah, I think those are clearly your leaders on defense, and they're all Nebraska kids, and I think that's great. Yeah, I'm I am excited. I I can't tell you how many times those three guys in particular. Um, you just watching a game over the last two years, really. Reimer, I guess even further back than that, but watching a game those two years, I was like. Man, they were really good, right? And and Nebraska just, you know, we talk about offensive line. You you keep waiting for those those kind of stars, those really consistent guys to break out. But that had also been, to some degree, the case with the linebacking core. And that's one of these. I think that's one of the success stories that's out there for Nebraska football right now. Hey, uh, Greg, I, I wanted to ask you. Uh, I know it's it's was a big conversation among fans and and media and everything about uh, the access that that media is going to get to assistant coaches. 
this year. But uh, I'm curious, how does that how does that impact, you know, kind of how of your show? What are you going to do during the year in terms of who you were able to talk to when you were able to talk to? Because, uh, you know, I think we're going to be a destination here on KLIN for getting some uh, insight here with Sports Nightly on the football team throughout the course of the season. Yeah, it doesn't really change at all for us because we'll still rotate those coaches through on the Thursday night football show. Now, Scott Frost gets a handful of them, but yeah, mm-hmm. we'll still each each one of those guys will still get a show during the football season. So we'll still be able to hear from Mickey Joseph and Sean Beckton and Brian Applewhite and those guys. So yeah, it doesn't really change that much at all. It was interesting because Jessica Cootie, who's co-host of Sports Nightly with me, she one of the couple of things she said last fall, she's like, man, I can't believe how much access Nebraska gets for all. She said at Oklahoma, it was like Lincoln Riley, and maybe every now and then you'd see a coordinator. But she's like, I couldn't. She was shocked how much access we had here. So I, you know, I, I'm all for more access. I think it's better for everybody. Uh, I do kind of understand it now that you have handed the offense over to Mark Whipple that you want his voice to really be the strongest voice on the offensive side of the ball. And I think. And I think maybe he had a hand in that decision as well. And, you know, I think if you do that on offense, you got to kind of be consistent, do it the same on defense. But as far as sports dialing and the weekly coaches shows, that doesn't change at all. So Thursday night, I mean, all every night, but especially Thursday nights during the season, uh, going to be a destination radio right here on uh, KLIN and the other affiliates here uh, for Sports Nightly. Speaking of uh, Whipple, I, I assume you saw Pat Narduzzi's comments uh, about him that were making news last night. Narduzzi, for those who missed it, went on a podcast, Pitt's coach now, uh, formerly employed Whipple as his offense coordinator. Whipple came to Nebraska. The quote was, our old offense coordinator had no desire to run the ball everybody knew it he was stubborn wake forest was 118th in run defense we threw the ball every down when we ran it we ran for 10 yards but that wasn't good enough what was your reaction greg to those quotes from narduzzi the jilted boyfriend what that was <laughs> that's what i, I said uh, two words sour grapes right <laughs> i mean a couple of things one you go back and look at the box score and it's that's completely erroneous i mean the the breakout of run pass in that game was basically 50-50. So I don't know what he's what he's talking about. And he also had a Heisman Trophy candidate as his quarterback. Wouldn't you want to try to throw the football? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you want to play to your strength a little bit? I mean, the best part of that Pitt team was a terrific wide receiver and Pickett, uh, the quarterback, who was a first-round draft pick in the NFL. I think I would throw the ball a bit. But, yeah, the, the statistics in the app, and they whipped Wake Forest in that game, too, as well. They won big, so... Uh, that, yeah, once you kind of go back and dig into the, the nuts and bolts of the game, you kind of look at uh, Narduzzi and go, well, I, I guess you're a little bitter about the breakup of that little uh, marriage. Yeah, that's the, I mean, the only thing I can, I mean, even if you feel that way, you don't, you don't go out and say it on a podcast, right? Unless, unless there's something that you're sort of personal, unless there's some kind of personal beef or frustration there from his side, right? And I think that's what it is. I, I think, you know, Narduzzi felt like, and they had a great year at Pitt. They made a New Year's Six Bowl game. They won the ACC championship. I think he's like, you know, we got this thing going, and this guy takes off on me. So now i got to kind of start over again. Plus, I lose my quarterback and pick it to the NFL. So yesterday was interesting, Jack, because yesterday was the opening day of the ACC media days, and their commissioner got up, Jim Phillips, who used to be the AD at Northwestern, and he had some really odd comments about all this realignment in college football. And he talked about he sure hopes that the future of college sports includes more than just the two gated communities, which he's meaning the Big Ten and the SEC there. So 
There was just a lot of bitterness throughout the ACC yesterday, and then it tops off with Narduzzi popping off on some stuff that just really isn't very accurate. Uh, from what you've been able to gather, you know, I'm, we've talked about this when he came here, Whipple, but and we've got his, you know, his resume and his his time at Pitt. But you've had a chance to have kind of a closer seat into who he is and what he said during the course of the year. What's your what's your kind of your best guess on what style of offense that he's going to bring? Not only based on what he's done, but based on the personnel and and kind of his assistance and the whole setup here at Nebraska. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it'll be a very balanced offense i think it will be a nice balance of run pass i think you do want to throw the football you got a quarter couple quarterbacks in thompson and purdy who have good arms you've restocked the wide receiving room and some of your best athletes on the team are there you want to get them the football some but you also want to be able to run the ball you know you have to in the big Ten, particularly when you get to some of those windy late fall days where it's hard to throw the football so you better be ready to be balanced. Uh, I, I'm, I can't wait for the opener just to see what this looks like. But I, you know, I just anticipate uh, with with Grant and Irvin and Ramir Johnson, I, you're going to get the ball in those guys' hands up. So yeah, I think it's kind of ludicrous to think it's just going to be a pass heavy offense all the time. Now some weeks maybe you do throw it more because that's the better way to attack the defense that you have. But I think there's. A, Real good potential with this offense, all based on can they block it up front? Can they open holes with the offensive line, and can they protect the passers? Again, I keep going back to that. To me, that's the biggest thing. What's this offensive line look like in the next 30, 35 days? I, I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy by any means, and I do think Casey Thompson is, is going to be the guy, but we, when we talked about what, what uh, Whipple had to say about his quarterbacks uh, on your show a couple of, couple of weeks ago, but... I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued. The more I hear about Brock Purdy, just from sources like that and and other things that are said, I I just wonder. I I kind of wonder what his what his role. If we're somehow going to see some of him, if he's going to push Casey Thompson, is that? I mean, is that a non-starter in terms of a topic? Or what do you think about that? No, no. I think you know. I think it's it's Casey's job. But if he stumbles, if he's not playing well in camp. I think you've got Purdy, who's ready to roll. Yeah, and I, I think, think said Brock Chuba. Sorry, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think Purdy's is a guy that's going to be a starting quarterback at college football. Is it in Nebraska this year? I don't know, but you know, I think Casey Thompson better be ready to compete and play and play well because I think you have a pretty good candidate behind him. And also, don't don't totally sleep on Logan Smothers. Yeah, I, I would love for them to try to put a package in for Logan to come in because he's such a good athlete, a great runner that you know maybe once a game. He gets a series where he comes out and runs the football, gives the defense a completely different look. So there's a lot of fun things, I think, there for Mark Whipple to to play with as this season gets going. But, you know, if you had to put some odds on it, it's probably about a 75% chance that Casey Thompson is that starter against Northwestern in, in Ireland. I mean, it's maybe lower than I I would have suspected, you know, when he made the transfer here, but uh, still, still very like. And then, you know, you still got Harburg here. You got the, the yeah. Logan Smothers staying and those guys staying around is fascinating to me, to be honest. Like, I would, I would love to get a little insight into, into those decisions and what their, you know, kind of what their hopes are here at Nebraska, especially from those two guys. You know, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people felt like once spring, ended somebody would leave mm-hmm. some one of those scholarship quarterbacks would go yeah i don't like where i'm at but it says a lot about them wanting to kind of stay and fight and compete and i think they also like it mm-hmm. at, at nebraska they like the, the 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 program they like and they want to fight for this a little bit i, I respect guys that, that hang in there and keep battling away
Uh, last question here. We're uh, getting into Big Ten Media Days week. That'll give uh, both of us some good fodder to talk about on the air, which we're we're definitely looking forward to as we get closer to football. I know this will probably be the time, too, that you start to get these media polls of uh, who they think is going to be the winners in the divisions. I, I, is it going to be Wisconsin, the prediction out of the media? Is that going to be the consensus? It's so hard to figure out in the West. I guess. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, it's like Wisconsin. It's like Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, I think it's been this way the last three or four years in the West. You're kind of going, man. I could see four or five different teams winning this thing. Now they, you know, Wisconsin had some big losses on the defensive side of the ball. They've got to replace their crossovers are probably harder than Nebraska. Iowa's are definitely harder than Nebraska this year. So you, you got some teams that have to play a little bit tougher teams from the east than Nebraska does, does that swing the pendulum? You hope. I wouldn't, you know, Purdue is coming off a nine-win season. Minnesota's coming off a nine-win season. So, I mean, all those teams, I think, have have shots at this thing, which is going to make it fascinating. And, you know, I think we're in store for another batch of close games for Husker football this fall, which last year they swung the wrong way. Maybe this yeah. is the year they kind of kick back the other side. If I had one of those ballots in front of me, I don't know what I would do with it, Greg. I have to do some research. I don't either. I really I, have I, no idea. I know. Off the top I, of my head. <laughs> I was picking through it the other day and going, wow, Wisconsin's got to play both Ohio State and Michigan, and Iowa's got to play a couple. In it, so Huskers have to play Michigan, but we finally get to avoid the Buckeyes, who I think are going to be terrific again this year. So that, that's a help. But you still got to go earn it even against the Indianas and, and those teams. Yep, yep, absolutely. All right, well, we'll have a lot to dig into then next Thursday after the Huskers are done at Media Day. Hey, I always appreciate your help. Great shows uh, the last couple of weeks, Greg, as always, and we'll talk to you next week, all right? Sounds good, Jack. Thanks. There you go, Greg Sharp. Host of Sports Nightly on KLIN. Take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. This is a true story. You can ask my family when I uh, when I when I go to bed at night. Sometimes I say, guys. This is my favorite time of the day. (laughs) It's a a little corny and maybe a little sad too sometimes, but it's true that, that, that moment when you get on a bed and you know, you are going to get a good night of sleep with my sleep number bed. It's set up exactly for you. It has got the perfect setting for you. My sleep number setting is 50, uh, or excuse me, 40. My wife's sleep number setting is 25 and knowing that, Hey, I'm going to fall asleep quickly. I'm going to wake up feeling good and not have those issues with sleep that I've had in the past. Uh, it it's it's great it's a great feeling and if you're not having that feeling you should think about replacing that bed with something that's more customized for how you sleep the sleep number bed does exactly that why choose proven quality sleep from sleep number because every great day starts the night before and now save 40 percent on the new sleep number 360 cse smart bed queen now only 1499 dollars great deals happening now you get it at sleepnumber.com or you can do it at the store here in lincoln which is just east of whole food uh, just east of cotton no next to whole foods it's right in that area You'll find them there. Stop in and tell them Jack sent you. All right. That is it for our show today. Thank you to Greg Sharp, the Grow Lincoln team. Congratulations to our Ticket Thursday winner, Andrew. Matt from the Capital Humane Society. Tomorrow on the show, Caleb returns from his fishing trips. We'll get to hear about all the lunkers that he caught. 
I don't know if he's bringing some back for me to fry up or not. I was made that request, so we'll find that out. Plus, it is a request line Friday. It is uh, what so many people have come to enjoy here, getting them ready for the weekend. General this week, no restrictions on your choices as long as we can play them on the radio. Text them in now. Rick Stein Recognition text line on KLIN. From the Mo- 